Hi everyone and welcome to Las Musas podcast. My name is Aisha Perez Prado and I'm the author illustrator of City Feet and the author of Our World Argentina. Today I'm joined by Gabby Orozco Belt, Jay de la Vega, Sheila Colon Bagley, and Delia Ruiz. And on today's episode of Debut Diaries Picture Book Edition, we'll be talking about and sharing all of the golden nuggets of information and insight we've gleaned along the way in our writing journey. It can be classes, webinars, organizations, workshops, or other things that we've found helpful and that we want to share with you. Can you start us off by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your book, Gabby? Hi, I'm Gabby. Um, my book is only for a little while, uh, English version, also in Spanish with the title Por un ratito. It tells the story of a little girl who has to move in with Tia for a while and uh, her relying on her dad's advice that things will only last for only for a little while. And Jay? Hi, I'm Jay De La Vega. My picture book is called WEPA. And it's about a little girl named Mia who has ADHD. And she's just trying to find her place in the world and trying to find a positive outlet for all of that energy she has inside of her. Great, Sheila? Hi, I'm Sheila Colon Bagley. And my picture book, La Noche Before the Beginning's Day, uh, by HarperCollins uh, and illustrated by uh, Alejandro Mesa is uh, a book about capturing the magic and the wonder of Three Kings Day um, from a young girl's point of view and all of the excitement that she feels as her, she and her family prepare to receive the Three Kings. Great, and wrapping it up with Delia. Hi everyone, I'm Delia Rees. I am the author of the One, Two, Three Baila board book series, which is bilingual set of three books on salsa, cumbia, and merengue that teach primarily concepts such as counting, manners, and sounds and instruments that's coming out this September. Wow, all of your books sound so lovely and I can't wait to see them and buy them for my niece. I'm so glad I have a little kid in my life right now that I can buy books for because otherwise I'm just buying them for myself constantly. It's embarrassing at my age. Um, so, okay, let's talk about the kinds of things that we've learned from workshops, webinars, or other. And if it's okay with you guys, I can start off. Um, I have, I started my writing, illustrating journey more, started more as a writer um, around 2019, like serious, taking it seriously. And I've been to so many different, at this point, conferences, workshops, I've joined organizations. And I'm gonna start by talking about organizations that I've joined, um, SCBWI, I joined that almost right away as soon as I started researching picture book writing. And I found it super helpful to me. I've listened to a lot of the webinars, I've gone to the conferences, I've heard great speakers. Among them are Cheryl Klein. I, she was one of the best speakers I heard at a conference. And I've been to the workshops and intensives and gotten a lot of great advice there. And then I also joined 12 by 12, 
Um, and that has been really helpful for me, um, especially the first few years when they have 12 webinars a year. And I really learned a lot about picture book writing and um, also the how supportive the Kidlet community can be. It's super supportive community. And, you know, you have any question and someone's there to answer it or 10 people will answer it in 12 by 12. And then at the beginning, also for me, I took um, Susanna Leonard Hill's class. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that class. I think it's called Making Picture Book Magic. I might have just invented the name of that class. I'm not sure, but it's an introductory picture book writing class. And I, that was super helpful. It really um, taught me um, the basics of what you need to know if you're starting on a picture book writing journey. And through that, you become sort of a part of that um, Susanna Leonard Hill's um, website and group and also Storyteller Academy. I took a few classes with them and a few classes with Writing Barn. Um, how about you guys? Anybody take like want to add some organizations that they've joined or classes or webinars offered from those organizations that I didn't mention? Well, I've definitely done the Storyteller Academy. I really enjoyed that one. Um, I also joined NaNoWriMo, especially in the beginning of my journey. Um, we didn't have the financial means for me to go out and to take webinars and to take these classes. So what I did was actually join NaNoWriMo and using their experience and connecting to that community, especially online. Um, I was able to better my writing and to get more sets of eyes on what I was doing, what I was doing wrong. Um, it was really, yeah, why really don't helpful. You explain, can you explain a little bit of like what NaNoWriMo is in case we have listeners who don't know what that is? Oh, absolutely. So NaNoWriMo is um, National Novel Writing Month and people all over the world, they join together and write a novel within 30 days. <laughs> And it's absolute chaos. And you don't necessarily have to write a novel. You can write absolutely whatever you want. You can be in the process of editing. The basis of it is community and joining a community where everyone is writing, everyone is enjoying the spirit of writing. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you, community you can, is so, such a big deal for us as writers because mm -hmm. it's so solitary writing. It really is. It really is. And I've been able to get more done in a coffee shop surrounded by like 30 other people than in my house by myself trying to like think of a story. So, you know, it's really, really special. And I always encourage everyone to do it. They even have ones for teens too. So that's, I love it. That's great. And I think what you're saying is so important because I have the ability to pay for a lot of these 
webinars and classes. And I decided to do that like as an investment in myself, but obviously not everyone can do that. And mm -hmm. I haven't been able to do a whole bunch of what, like I've always wanted to go to a highlights retreat. Haven't yeah. been able to do that because they're very, they're quite expensive. I heard they're great, but um, so far I haven't been able to do something like that, but yeah, I'd love to go to a retreat. How about some, um, specific words of wisdom here we have Delia what, what would you like to share so before we get to words of wisdom I was going to mm -hmm. echo a little bit about some of the courses and things mentioned I haven't done NaNoWriMo and maybe this is the year I kind of try I feel like I've always been kind of scared to venture into something like that because of like ah, 30 days have to finish all this and then sometimes I'm such a procrastinator too with things like that. Um, but hearing Jay talk about it, I'm like, maybe this is the year I try something like that. Um, and then some other things that I have tried, um, SCB SCBWI was probably one of the first things. And um, luckily, um, they do have some scholarships. So I was able to get a scholarship and attend their in person, which, you know, it actually helped me land my current agent. And then to echo some of the Highlights Foundation. So I do work for Highlights, so I have been on campus and I will say if you get to go, it is truly a magical experience. And uh, luckily they do offer a lot of payment plans and things like that, um, which I did use before. Um, but words of wisdom, um, ooh, I think I have to think about that one a little bit. I think right now I would say, um, if you can find like a nugget of time, even if it's like 15 minutes here and there, and even if it's like a bullet point journal, I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. Um, especially with such a busy schedule, sometimes trying to get writing in, that's what writing looks like on some days and other days it can be a little bit longer. So um, finding things around your schedule and working with that has helped, at least for me. Yeah, Gabby. Um, in terms of, funding these different webinars that are available, I started to ask for Christmas presents or birthday presents or what can we get you? And it was, I'd like this course at the writing barn. And so my family was able to come together and, and fund it that way. And that was really neat. And my tidbit is to look up authors that you admire and see if they have a webinar or a class that they're teaching. Um, I took one with Anna last year and it was phenomenal um so see if they have them via the writing barn or through the different avenues and then it feels like you're taking a master class with those authors that you really admire yeah absolutely sheila did you have something yeah it's actually storyteller academy does a preview a free preview um the first year that i took it i, I believe it was all over one weekend um, but this year they did it across a week and it was classes for writers and illustrators. Um, and you'd think for it being free, you wouldn't get a lot, but you do get a lot. It's a mini class for free. Um, I took uh, one with uh, Jim Averbeck on writing picture books. And I was so fascinated with what I didn't know <laughs> that um, I went ahead and took his mini, um, actually it wasn't a mini class, it was an intensive um, and it was, highly valuable. I, we learned a lot about um, picture book structure, um, how do you develop ideas um, and critique groups, and even how do you critique another person's uh, work respectfully. So I found that really valuable, um, as well as a class that hasn't been mentioned in our group yet. It's the Voice Roadmap by Ebony Lynn Mudd. 
and it is fantastic. Uh, she does three individual classes, or you could take a combination. Um, and she also has um, specials and things like that that you can look out for to make the classes more affordable. But um, one of my favorites of hers was uh, voice and hip hop. So we dissected hip hop uh, songs and looked at how similar hip hop is to picture book writing because there's a lot of rhythm and um, musicality to writing picture books. And I thought that was fascinating and it just upped, I felt like it really upped my writing uh, because now I think about how does my picture book sound because picture books are meant to be read aloud. So that was something that um, I, you know those things, but you almost need someone to say it. Um, and she also has another class on picture book structure because a lot of times we get stuck with the three tries and fail. And uh, she talks a lot about other opportunities and other structures, you know, whether it's a circular story, a soft story, a concept story. There's lots of ways to tell uh, a story, especially some of our cultural stories that involve family and food and fun. They don't necessarily lend themselves to the hero's journey. Um, so those are the two classes that I took with her that I thought were fantastic. Uh, and she does have another one, which I had missed, uh, which dives into other picture books because uh, her concept or her idea is that by looking at other writers and what they do, we can also pick up um, how to write our own book. So I, I highly, highly recommend her class. Yeah, that's great. Can you give her name again? So that... Yes, it's Ebony Lynn Mudd, E-B-O-N-Y-L-Y-N-N-M-U-D-D. And it's called, if you look up the voice roadmap, she'll come up. Um, and something I love that she says, and she's, started a business reminding uh, us through t-shirts and, and promotional items, your art is the prize. I love that because we get stuck sometimes and is my book going to sell? You know, what can I write? What's being sold? And her concept is your writing is the prize that you're Absolutely. giving to other children, their parents and things. So it's just, it, she's, she's fantastic. And, and really just, um, you leave her classes feeling um, supported and um, just magical. It's, I know that sounds corny, but it just, she has this magic about her that um, just brings people together to learn how to tell stories in a great way. Well, that's great. And in the show notes, we'll write down all the different things that we're mentioning here so people can uh, look into that if they want to. Speaking of Storyteller Academy, I have I am, you know, pretty old school in terms of how I take notes in classes. Like I'm still writing things down and not like for some reason using my phone or my computer. But so I have things from when I started. And when I took a Storyteller Academy class with Marcy Colleen, who I just saw also at the SCBWI conference um, intensive day in Florida uh, about a month ago. I wrote down something that she said, a good beginning to a picture book. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about the beginnings. Um, she said, there's three things that make a strong beginning. It, it has an invitation, an introduction, and a promise. Like it captures you because it brings you in. It lets you know like what's who are these main characters or what's going to happen in a little bit and promises you something. 
that, you know, makes you want to turn the page. And I, like, I wrote that down and I try to remember that. And this last conference, um, I went to the intensive for novels, which is kind of funny because I'm a picture book writer, but I have at least 10 novels in me that are dying to get out. <laughs> They're still in there. Um, and um, one of the presenters, Mark Podesta, who's an editor, wrote, read first pages of a whole bunch of novels that, and we talked about why are these compelling? Why, you know, why does it make you want to turn the page? What's good about this? What could be better? What's, you know, not so good? And I was thinking about that in terms of the novels I want to write, but also in terms of picture books, like the first page of a novel is almost like the first line in a picture book, you know, like what, what makes you want to go to the next line. So I have some of those to share with you, but what about um, other like either workshops or things that you've learned along the way that, that you guys want to share with the listeners? Gabby? Um, the Pat Ziglow Miller has a wonderful webinar. It's free. Um, I have the link, so I'll make sure I send that along. It's called Cutting the Fluff, and it's about 10 different things to do when you're editing. So you've written your story, you think it's wonderful, and now she has you go back to it 10 separate times at least to look for those different things. Um, and one of the ones that I really, really loved was to use a Wordle to put your picture book text in a Wordle and it will give you those words that you use way too often. It'll be the biggest ones there. And if it's, you know, that or just or very, those are the ones that are gonna pop out and you can go back in and now delete those because you don't realize you're using them until you see them. And um, I also love how she just has you uh, every time you're reading, you're looking for something new. So it focuses your eyes to this idea of you're not reading the story from start to finish. You're looking for specific items in the story, which has really helped my editing a lot. Um, she also has you number your sentences. So you're, you're counting up the length of your sentences and you're seeing how long those is those are. And there has been one where I'm really embarrassed. It was like 32 words <laughs> in a sentence. And I said, what? So, um, you know, again, those things that you don't really realize you're doing until you're dissecting it, I think is really, really neat. So she has uh, that webinar. It's called Cutting the Fluff. Well, that, that sounds like a great one. Yeah, I would have never thought of counting the words in my sentences like that's not something that ever crossed my mind but sounds sounds like a plan how about you Delian yeah I would say one course that I'm taking right now that's been really helpful is Lakin's debut author camp and that one is more focused on kind of behind the scenes what goes on in the editorial process or what happens with like author finances or how do you market? Um, as a debut, I feel like there's so much to learn. And especially if you're stepping into it, um, as I am, um, just learning so much. So I feel like that little boot camp, even though, um, you know, it's a short time frame, um, it's packed with so much information. So I think that's something helping me with my author journey. 
Um, but I would say with like writing craft journey, um, one recent class that I took, and I will I have to think of the name, but it's a highlights course. Um, it was revising your verse novel. That's what it was. Um, and it was like uh, for novel and verse. And I didn't really know what to do after you've written things like, how do you revise? Where do you start? And so that was a really helpful course that I took recently. Um, I was able to attend it via a scholarship and they normally offer like 50 scholarships a year, something like that. So they do a lot of scholarships in a year. Um, but I would say taking courses like that have been really helpful for me, um, especially since um, my YA right now is on inverse. And so I've been trying to find more inverse kind of writing courses. So that one was really helpful. I need you to teach me what that means. What does that mean? Your novel is on inverse. Yeah, so it's like a form of poetry. So there's lots of verse novels. Oh, in verse. Yes, I'm sorry. Inverse. I was thinking of the word inverse, like it was a backwards <laughs> novel. Because you know there are those. Like the they oh, tell the story from back to front. Or if you tell it, if you read it one way, it's one story. And if you read it from the back to the front, it's a different story. Like I don't have those kinds of skills, but somebody does, um, which is nice. Uh, yeah, and so what what I learned in this, um, strangely, in the novel class about the first page, I just, I wanted to share some first pages of picture books, because I was looking then, let me look at the picture books I really like and see what their first sentences are to see, you know, and I know you all probably know Monica Brown from the Marisol McDonald uh, books, and She's uh, associated with Las Musas as well. She's Peruvian American author. And she has this book, Marisol McDonald Doesn't Match, which is one of my favorites. And the first sentence is, my name is Marisol McDonald and I don't match. At least that's what everyone tells me. Like right away, you want to know Marisol McDonald. You know, she doesn't match. And that's, I think that's so cool. And then there's... um. Juana Martinez Neal, another Peruvian um, author illustrator, and I'm a huge fan of uh, her illustrations, but also her writing. And this book, Alma and How She Got Her Name. Um, I don't know if you guys know the book, but it's a great book. I highly recommend it. And it begins like Alma Sofia Esperanza Jose Pura Candela had a long name, too long, if you asked her. You know, and so there just in that line you're like i have to know more about this this character um yeah so those are some of the ones um i was looking at and makes me think about my own writing you know and to make sure that that first sentence really grabs you i yeah. immediately thought of um the monster at the end of the book at the end of this book yeah when when you were talking about first lines because it's like it opens with you know what did that say on the cover what did that say did it say there's going to be a monster at the end of this book and then like the whole dialogue after that is just it pulls you in you know yeah you know it's just one of those stories that like that first line just that's it this book is gonna you're going to love it forever. Yeah. What are those books called? Metafiction, I think. Is that what it's called when they're like talking to you? Um, talking to the reader? 
about themselves, like about the book. The book is talking about the book directly to the reader. I, I'm not sure if it's called metafiction, but I think it might be. Those are a lot of fun. Um, any other like special things you remember from webinars or workshops or classes like that made an impact on you and you try to remember while you're writing? Um, I took a webinar uh, called Decolonize Your Writing. And that was really important to me. I wouldn't say it would necessarily be like crafting your writing, like if you're trying to work on your structure or anything like that, but it was more so to look at your writing and to be like, am I literally whitewashing myself? whitewashing my own story and making it more comfortable for for readers you know instead it's of being really my authentic self like can yeah. you give, can you give an example from it like I'm trying to think of how would I know well, okay well one of the things we talked about is when you're writing your story are you writing yourself as a stereotype like are you making your character more of a stereotype because that is what your audience is comfortable with is it are, are they just doing things because that's what you know people that are not necessarily familiar with your culture um in your life is that what they're used to seeing on television or hearing about or are you writing your authentic self of like your day-to-day -day life? Because, you know, even being Puerto Rican, it's still, even though there are cultural things like probably eat rice and beans and chicken on a day-to-day -day basis or more often than we should. Um, but, you know, our, our families are, are just like any other families, you know, um, are you making them much more, you know, just just bigger and more than it would be day to day? Just that because. is like, to me, that's so interesting because I feel like I've had feedback of the opposite mm -hmm. from editors. Um, and maybe that's because I'm Argentinian, you know, mm -hmm. which is also Latin American, but a very different, experience I think from being Caribbean or Mexican um it's a different kind of Latin American I think yes. and I've had some pushback like why don't you look at this or that book as a mentor text and I feel it has nothing to do with my story and or like my authentic what I know yeah. you know and I even had one, and I think I've mentioned this before, but I had one editor um, say I, she thought, oh, she liked the story, the writing, blah, 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 but it sounded like it was coming. I was telling it from a white gaze. And I was mm -hmm. like, <laughs> um, that was mm -hmm. hard for me to hear because that was absolutely based on my immigration story. But that's um, the thing though, is that, is, is that, Publishing as a whole, especially 
within the the Latinx community, they want to clump us all together. They want to create one experience. And that's why this webinar was so important to me because I needed to ensure I was creating an authentic story to me and not creating something that was just digestible to everyone, you know, or over the top just because I needed to feel like, no, this is who I am. Um, when in reality, it, it, it's just, you either have to be extraordinary um, and I don't think that's fair. I think it should just be your story because each of our stories is so different and it's it, it's not just one little box fits all. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, I and I've had the experience with she Sheila, you don't know this, but with your story that's coming out, um, your Reyes Magos or Three Kings story, I also have a story like that, you know, that I was putting out and I had feedback, oh, there's already a story about three kings. <laughs> okay, there could be a hundred, there could be a thousand. You know, my experience and the the way I it's celebrated in Argentina, I'm sure is quite different from your story. But I think the publishing world like hasn't figured that out yet. I'm not sure. I struggled with that a little bit because I knew it's such an iconic celebration in, in our culture, um, but I wanted to be authentic. And I think that's what Jay is getting at and you're getting at um, from the webinar that you took. Um, at the end of the day, when I had a question, I would go back to my experience because at the end of the day, I could stand behind my book and say, this is my experience. This is how I've celebrated. Um, but yeah, I struggled with that because even with the Three Kings Day, we put out boxes. Other people put out shoes. Some, you know, I talked to uh, one of my friends and they have a nativity scene and that's where the Three Kings leave the gifts. So when I was choosing what I included and did or didn't include, I, I stuck to a very Puerto Rican experience. And not just that, my own experience is celebrating with my kids because we started celebrating one way and now we celebrate slightly different. We used to leave the box under the bed. Now we do it by the front door so that the kids don't get woken up by the three kings leaving their gifts. So um, yeah, we're not a monolith and, and there's so many ways to tell a story you know, how many princess books have we read? You know, how many monster books have we read? Um, how many pigeon books have we read, right? Um, just by one author. Uh, so yeah, I think that that's where we need to advocate for ourselves and also educate. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something I've heard in over and over in webinars and workshops of like be authentic, be authentic, you know, your authentic story tell the story that's in your heart, uh, et cetera. It's just a little bit hard when the story that's authentic to you and is in your heart is not what they're buying. Or, or when they're telling you, be more like them over there, that be more like those authentic stories. So you want to be authentic for sure. But you also, who said the thing about art? That was you, Sheila, right? Can you yes. repeat that one? I think that your, one is something I have to say as a mantra to myself. Yes, your art is the prize and it's Ebony Lynn Mudd's uh, 
phrase, not mine. Um, and it just, it is a reminder of why we write. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So anybody else have final uh, things, Sheila, that you want to let just, let our listeners know? Yeah, just really quickly, um, because I found these helpful are craft books. Um, and uh, some of my favorites I'd love to share um, in terms of telling a story from start to finish. I love writing picture books by Anna Whitford Paul. Um, for show, don't tell, I go to the Emotions Thesaurus um, by Angela Ackerman and, and uh, Becca, I think it is, Publisi, um, because it talks about um, giving a description, instead of describing, put the person in the book by showing the emotion that they're experiencing. So I love that one. Uh, and in terms of story, right, because that's what we're all doing, we're telling a story whether it's in short form or long form. I love Story Genius by Lisa Crone um, and that my, my mentor, uh, Laura uh, Taylor Namey turned me onto that book. And I, I look to it a lot in terms of remembering the core of your story and how to tell it. Yeah, I second those three books. Anybody else have craft books or other books that weren't mentioned that have helped them along the way? I don't have any books um, that I can think of off the top of my head, but I will say um, the one best piece of advice I've gotten has always been, you can't edit a blank page. So no matter what you write, if you think it's good, if you think it's bad, whatever, it doesn't matter because your first draft is always going to be ugly. It's going to be nasty. It's going to just be chaos but that doesn't matter because you can always come back to it you can edit it so I would say don't be discouraged get your ideas down get the words down and then come back to it and see it with fresh eyes and look at it as if you're just the editor not the actual writer just come back to it as the editor fix it and keep fixing it until it sounds like what's in your head. Yeah, I think that's great advice because you really can't edit a blank page. I another, and I can't remember who said this, but it's in one of the things I took. Um, was you know how you sometimes you write something and you just think it's genius and it's so good, like a paragraph <laughs> or a or something, and then you have to cut it because it doesn't work or your critique partners all say it's too long. It's a, it's really funny, but no, like yeah. um, take that and put it in a separate file mm -hmm. um, instead of just cutting it. Cause like for me, it was hard to just get rid of these things and keep trying to keep it. Um, so now I have like, I'm working on this middle grade novel and I have a, the document and I have another one called um, stuff I had to cut out of this you know, and throw it in there. And maybe I can use it somewhere else, you know, and even with picture books, sometimes you just love the way something sounds like who's talking mm -hmm. about the hip hop and the the picture books. Yeah, that is so that's so true. But you just can't use it. But maybe you can use it in another picture book or somewhere else. So you just throw it in that bits of stuff I wasn't able to use, but I love whatever you want to call it. file. Mm -hmm. 
So Gabby or Delia, do you guys have any books or newsletters or something that you have had found helpful? Um, well, I don't have books, but for me, that what the phrase that I go back to is, you know, trends will come and go, but stories stay forever. So like the monster at the end of the book is still here, not because that author sat out to write a monster story because it was trending at the time. He told a story. And so like, I think a lot of our favorites are stories because they're stories, not because they were trendy at the, at the moment. So I think we need to remember that uh, when we're sitting down to write these stories. Yeah, good advice. Miriam? Yeah, I would say all the books that she listed, I was like, yes, 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 <laughs> to all of those. Um, I've also used Save the Cat for novel writing. Um, but I would say one newsletter that I look forward to is another Musa, um, Gabriela Aldeman. Um, she always includes like revision tips or writing tips in her newsletter. So usually at the end of the newsletter, I look at the tips that have worked for her or Sometimes she shares like a blog um, about some sort of writing tip. And so I look forward to those kind of things uh, because I feel like we can always learn from one another. And sometimes there's new workshops that I haven't heard about. So that's one newsletter that does include um, just fun little tips at the end that I always look forward to. Yeah, that's a great, great tip. I, I will look into all of these things that you guys have said. And one more book that as an illustrator and for illustrators, and I think for picture book writers too, that helped me is called Picture This, How Pictures Work. Um, and it's by Molly Bang. And it's really interesting, like just using basic shapes, how you can tell a story. Um, and I've heard this from illustration workshops and I think it's helpful for writers to try to tell the whole story with zero words, just with pictures. And as a writer, if you do that with stick figures or whatever, then you can see if you can tell the story with just pictures and then how few words can you use to tell the same story in a picture book? What words do you really, really need? And once you get the bare bones of that, then you can make them more beautiful, you know, and more lyrical and more interesting and all that. Um, that's another way to go about rather than writing a whole bunch and then cutting down, like starting with almost nothing and building up, you know, that's just another possibility. So, okay. Thank you so much all for being here. Um, and we're wrapping it up now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Las Musas podcast. My name is Aisha Perez Prado. And I'm the author illustrator of City Feet and the author of Our World Argentina. Today, I'm joined by Gabby Orozco Belt, Jay de la Vega, Sheila Colon Bagley, and Delia Ruiz. And on today's episode of Debut Diaries Picture Book Edition, we'll be talking about and sharing all of the golden nuggets of information and insight we've gleaned along the way in our writing journey. It can be classes, webinars, organizations, workshops, or other things that we've found helpful and that we want to share with you. 